Hey everyone, this is Tom from Shared Sagas. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to another wonderful podcast that is a friend of the show, The Forge, a Genesis RPG podcast. This show is hosted by the esteemed DM Chris of the Order 66 podcast and great friend of the show, Ian Houlihan, also known as GM Hooley, who you may remember from our Star Wars RPG bonus episodes. Now, The Forge is all about the amazing options in the Genesis role-playing game from Fantasy Flight Games. It aims to help both game masters and players build custom content and new material for this already extremely flexible system. So please, go ahead and check them out. And now, on with the show. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session 18 and the final session of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist playthrough. My name is Tom. I will be your friendly GM slash DM as per usual. Let us go around the table and introduce for the last time, Sniff, <laughs> these wonderful, these wonderful characters and the players behind them pulling the strings like puppet masters. Let's start with you. Hi, my name is Nadia and I am playing Jez Locke. Jez is a half-elf rogue and she is the better half altogether of the Locke twins. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehalf, a halfling trickster cleric of Timor. I'm Nick, also playing Nick. I have to sit away from the microphone. <laughs> what about your character? He also has to sit away from microphones, but for different fantasy reasons. What? <laughs> fantasy reasons. Oh my god. Hey, I'm Sam. I play Izzy, a rock gnome wizard rock with a PhD in blowing things up. Indeed. And <laughs> hi, my name's Mark, and I play Hurst, the half orc druid and all round lovable scoundrel. <laughs> Really the sweetheart of the group, the moral core, the centre, the centre, yeah. the dad, the linchpin, oh. the linchpin, yeah, yeah, great. You gotta say like that all really holds the room together. Terrible yes. and inspiring speeches, and less talking to racists. <laughs> so, as we begin our game today, we are in the middle of it. If you recall from last session, we ended with you adventuring through the tree portal in your back yard it's just a funny phrase I'm sorry Tom. that's okay to the realm the extra dimensional realm you think of green Maggie the strange unique hag that has been plaguing you for so long upon reaching the middle of the swamp if you recall with the fetid stench and gases wafting around you you see the clearing the house the hut in the middle mm. of said clearing green Maggie came out you both 
spotted the two that are absolute perception gods uh, Lyle and Mark both spotted two other <laughs> green hag like figures lurking on the edge of the clearing and then combat was joined as Green Maggie surges forward to attack you I think we forgot my critical failure on a seduce roll on Green Maggie that's oh true that started which bears mentioning because we might have been able to negotiate our way out of here if I had if not for the if not for the awful seduction attempt mm. I feel like you may have saved yourself <laughs> well that's it I like how you've been saying this like it's an unusual event for you well usually it's Jez who critically fails the seduction roll Jez is the only that's one that's my bag <laughs> that's my bag I, I so is it like a twin thing like only one of you can uh, succeed on seduction rolls now Jez is getting some you have to fail some. oh god I hope not <laughs> so we will be <laughs> the twins share their charisma yes. points <laughs> roll initiative okay. I come first <laughs> yep so well, this is an days. auspicious way to begin the climactic mark. Four. Wow. <laughs> it's been real, guys. It's Sam. 20. Nick. 7. Yeah. 20. Who wants to go first out of Sam uh... I'm good with you doing it. You know what I'm going to open with. And Nadia. 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's a, it's a clearing. There's a hut. Green Maggie's in the hut. You're all in the middle of the clearing, so you're about 30 feet away from the hut and her. You're also about 30 feet away from the e- each edge of the clearing, mm-hmm. so one movement will get you to either of the two sisters, which mm-hmm. now surge forward. And by the way, they are definitely green hags. They have long, scraggly hair falling out in clumps, twisted, wart-covered green skin, elongated claws. As Green Maggie surges forward, she looks like almost like an undead night hag. So a night hag that seems to have uh, parts of her rot and she's cloaked in a supernatural visage of shadow. Definitely something strange, unique, and terrifying. First up will be Izzy. Go, Izzy. So Izzy looks at the two hags on either side, and then the one in the middle looks at Lyle. (laughs) I give the nod. Fire in the hole! (laughs) Fireball at... Now, would you, should I go for the hut or should I go for Green Maggie's face? Grouping options, what have we got? So yeah. just to, just as a slight reminder, yes. you know that the children were taken in here, as in ah. your, your three street urchins, yes. and you also know that Grandma Locke followed them in here. Okay. So one or all of those... Izzy's is, is so just like, yeah, I know. What's the, <laughs> <laughs> the point? Yeah. Uh, just, just, I might cast a witch bolt. Yeah, let's start with a witch bolt, first of all, at a third level. Right. Fantastic. Uh, that will be three D twelve. That is a. It's a good choice. It's a good choice actually because she is resistant to fire and cold, but not lightning. Right. That is a nineteen to hit. A nineteen. Yes, that will definitely hit. Three. Lightning shoots forward from Izzy's fingers once more and just strikes her full in the chest. The lightning wreaths all around her. She screams in rage more than pain. Nineteen points of damage. That's a good start. Lightning damage. Fantastic. Okay. Lyle's turn. Indeed. All right, so continuing this ult on Green Maggie, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Good. Has a range of 60 feet, which is a straight-up attack roll. Mm-hmm. And I straight am up. going to cast this at a second level. 20. Yes, that hits. Yo. Excellent. Perfect. So once again, some One divine three. radiant light shoots forward from your symbol of Timora, striking her in the shoulder. Excellent. Uh, and that will be 9 force damage. Spiritual weapon is conjured next to her. Is that correct? Yes. And then, and, and, and once again, sorry, Time War is. Uh, it's, a, it's like it's like a cudgel, isn't it? Yes, I made it as a shillelagh. A shillelagh, of course. Mm. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this, this 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 glowing spectral shillelagh manifests mm. next to her and just sort of <laughs> cracks, cracks her, her back of the, the head. head. Now, Jez. 
Go Jazz. So, um, I've got one web arrow left and I'm thinking of just trying to lock down as many people as I physically can. They're far enough apart that you have to go for just one of them. Just one of yep. them? Okay. I cannot stress enough how much it's important to focus fire on hags. Because yeah, removing yeah. even one from the equation is a huge boon. Well, they're like a triune, are they? They're yep. more powerful in threes, mm -hmm. only threes. Okay. Right. Uh, so who has had an attack on them so far? Green Maggie, the main Green one. Green Maggie, okay. Well, listen, I'll lock her down then. Um, she probably casts from a distance and stuff anyway, but at least we won't. <laughs> she won't be able to come at us. So uh, Jez is going to shoot with her crossbow. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's 18 plus six, so yes. Fantastic. Um, D8 plus three, just for normal damage. Yeah. It is, yes. Nick is not engaged with her currently yet. So 10 damage and the web arrow springs out. Now she has advantage on, like many hags, has advantage mm -hmm. on all uh, saving throws against magic, which this technically counts yes. as. I, I realize it's alchemy, but you know, I'm going to definitely mm -hmm. include it. Alchemy is magic, which is why it doesn't work in the real world. Uh, however, she rolled an eight and a three, so that won't help her at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's fantastic. So she fails and is webbed up completely. Uh, she gazes at you. Her eyes start to smaller red as your crossbow bolt is sticking out of her ribs just under her, her left breast. Uh, are, you, are you moving? Are you staying there? What are you doing? I'm staying where I am. Okay. I, is there any way for me to hide with where, the way th things are at the moment? Because it's swampy so I don't know if there's trees or brushes. At the edge of the clearing where the sisters are there is plenty of bushes and undergrowth. Uh, so if you went to the edge of the clearing, you could hide. I think but... I'd move to hide then. Um, so you back off, uh, I guess, in the direction of one of the sisters or just into the bushes? Just wherever the closest hiding point would be. Probably just backwards then. So I you can... run to the edge of the clearing, you dive into the bushes, and you mm -hmm. try to hide your location. Yep. Please make that roll. Oh, that's a bad roll. 13. 13, you say? Yeah. Okay. You believe the closest sister to you, her eyes track you, and they're, yeah. they're still on you. You don't think you're hidden. That's fine. It is then going to be their turn. Now, the first to act is Green Maggie herself, as her sisters rush forward a little bit into the clearing. She sits there, still entangled in the web, holding forth a clawed hand at Nick. She points at you and speaks some dark, dark speech that echoes through your brain like a nightmare. Will you please make a wisdom saving throw, Nick? 19. Nice. 19. Okay. Now you are you are actually just fine. I've been dealing with dark speech in my brain since day dot. Yeah. Mother was mostly Practiced. in charge of my education. <laughs> Basically what happens is this is Phantasmal Killer, which is which effectively conjures your deepest and darkest fears as an illusion in your brain around you. Something it's just another you. jazz. <laughs> it's, a, it's another jazz. And so for what Now we're triplets. Ah! And so now but however, you realize that for the illusion it is the sad nightmare of a of a wounded and you brush it off and are not affected at all. No, I don't think so. <laughs> One of the sisters rushes forward and the green, you know, sort of almost scrambling along the ground, a bit, you know, horror movie style on all fours, periodically between walking bipedally and, you know, sort of, you know... Quadrupedally? Quadrupedally ac across the ground like a deranged, elongated frog. One of the green sisters is going to put forward a hand at you, Nick, and is going to make you make a magical wisdom saving throw. As she screams 20. out, wow! So she screams out obscenities and insults in many different languages, <laughs> trying to cast vicious, vicious mockery, and completely fails. You're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Jez calls me worse all the time. Vicious. I mockery. get this before breakfast. Uh, the other one I'll is just turn to the third and be like, oh, all right. Uh, so she is actually just going to rush. Don't forward. attack my mind. She's just going to rush forward and try to tear you to shreds. Good old-fashioned shred tearing. Okay, so her claws lash out at your face. 
what is your armor class? 16. How many attacks does she have? Uh, now she only has the one. Good. So she lashes out and will, however, will definitely hit you. And that's No, gonna... I think she'll re-roll. <laughs> Very well. It'll still hit you. No. Yeah, we'll still hit. And one more time. No, it's a mess. <laughs> With your all three of your lock points spent, you you almost slip on the ground. I like the idea that she lashes for your face, and you lean back, and in doing so, actually slip a little bit, and through pure luck, you kind of almost stumble, but in doing so, you then also dodge by swaying awkwardly to not lose your footing as her claws whistle over your head adjusting for you falling but not but not stumbling in that manner so through pure luck and a little bit of skill you dodge her swiping claw attack pure luck well that's it uh, oh there we go uh that is then going to be next turn i will uh let's move away from this nonsense Okay, you'll provoke an arrow from her. Unless I was to disengage as a bonus action, sure. which I'll do. Okay. I'll then move back 30 feet uh, to the nearest edge of the... Uh, back away, basically, to the way we came from. Sure, but similar to where Jez is hiding. Yeah, probably. Maybe... Uh, unsuccessfully, because you can see her. Yeah. Get your own hiding spot. <laughs> I, I don't need to, because you're not hiding. Everybody can see you. <laughs> and, uh, yes, then I will loose an arrow at uh, Maggie, who is restrained, which I believe gives me advantage. It does She is all webbed up, yo. This is correct. Uh, that's a pretty bad roll. That's okay. We don't have inspiration yet, I assume. You do not. So I won't do anything. Okay, great. Your crossbow bolt whistles across the clearing and thuds into the doorway of the hut, but misses her completely. Hurst's turn. Uh, hey, Tom, how's the weather? You know what? It's overcast. It's very overcast. It's not dramatically stormy? No. Sorry. You sh- are you sure, Tom? I'm, very, I'm pretty sure, Mark. Are you sure you're sure? Correct. Damn it. <laughs> well, fuck. I mean, I'll call lightning anyway, but I mean, what's the point if you don't get, like, the bonus oh, damage? So, I'm going to create a storm. All right. That is the g- 60 foot radius, so 120 foot in diameter. Yikes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, spreading out above you in the already murky, dark, and overcast sky, all of a sudden lightning starts to boil and crack, thunder rolls, and there is a storm. Is there any point where there's, like, five foot space between two of the hags? Yes, actually, because they both... They, in fact, exactly so, because they both came forward to attack Nick from either side, uh-huh. and so they're five feet apart. But is Nick also... No, no, no I've Nick, scrambled. Oh, okay. Nick, Nick disengaged. But we should focus fire. We could focus fire on Green Maggie, or I could do two damage. It's so much damage. <gasps> All right, what's happening? Okay, no, no, no. I'll, I'll just focus fire on Green Maggie. Okay. That's useful to know, though. Good. Uh, she needs to make a dexterity saving throw, Tom. Okay, then. What are you doing there? Now, restrained. she's restrained, so she'll be, she would normally have advantage. This will give her a disadvantage, so it just evens out. Yep. Uh, we're looking for a 16. Dexterity, you say? Dexterity. Uh, that is a fail. Woo! All right. Not the most dexterous, our hags. That is... 18 lightning damage. Man, she's copying it. Okay. The lightning descends from the sky, striking her full <laughs> right on top of the head with a spiritual weapon behind her, the, re- the webs entangling her. She is not having a good time. This is not This is not how she expected this to go down. No. Great. Good work. Are you doing anything else? So the lightning's hanging around for 10 minutes. Sounds good to me. Guys, and we have to end this in 600 turns. Round two. <laughs> Sam. Maintaining witch bolt. Is he? Maintaining witch bolt. In that case, then, there's no, there's no new saving throw, is there? Or is there? No. Great. It just, yeah, fantastic. So roll the damage. Okay. The lightning, the lightning that is still oh, coursing fuck. through her body and across her hair, setting it up, setting it uh, up on end, continues to uh, make her convulse, and you swear you hear her teeth grinding to the point where one pops out. Yeah. Oh, cool! She's gonna lose more teeth on twenty-two damage. Oh. Nice. Yay. <laughs> she's just sitting there writhing in the web covered by lightning that's crackling on her a spiritual weapon just kind of 
on the back of the head. <laughs> Lightning periodically also coming out of the sky. Man, she is she's just not having the best time. Lyle, go. Indeed. Casting li- uh, casting uh, guiding bolts. Guiding bolt. Uh, so that will be 22. You easily hit once All more. Right. And we are dealing with, this is a second level, 21 points of radiant damage. Oh. So this, uh, so the guiding bolt streaks across the clearing, hits her full in the chest, and she just doubles over. She is, uh, she coughs up, she vomits up a gout of black blood. She's not looking happy at all. And Jez, you have advantage for your attack. Is there also a spiritual weapon? Yes, attack? spiritual weapon is going to be. Um, Lyle really maximizing the effectiveness of these turns. And still advantage for attacking because this is a range. Absolutely. Fifteen. 15 will not hit. Fair enough. Okay, but still, doing well. Okay then, and then that is going to be not Jez's turn. She's looking quite... Very. I might try to cast Sleep then. Oh my, okay, interesting. So, Ben, would you mind rolling 5d8 for me on Can your do. dice roller? Yep. So from her very well-hidden place in the bushes... Yes. <laughs> in which no one can see her, uh, she gets 23. Wow, okay then. Uh, so does now, that knock her? Because it's a, it, basically... It, it does. She's immune to charmed condition, but not to sleep. So, I mean, she has magical resistance, but that's only when a, when a save is in play. So you straight up put Green Maggie to sleep. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. What does okay. that look like? So she's still suspended in the web. Oh, oh, wait, wait. No, that's okay. You can choose to stop the ongoing damage, because the, the damage, I believe, wakes you up. As soon as she takes more damage, she'll wake up. So. so basically what I can do is cast sleep, see that she's it's woken and everybody and I just say, everybody stop! Their turn. So she is asleep, still with lightning going across her, sort of suspended awkwardly like a uh, a marionette, and then tangled in its own strings, and then it is going to be next turn. The other two skipping their turns as well? No, they're not. That's a good point. They are gonna run over. Mm, Can't see me. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deeply a, hidden. This is very true. Uh, look, it's, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Lyle. So actually, no, one each. So one will go for Lyle. One will go for Izzy. As the two Green Hag sisters bound across the clearing to engage one of you each. Lyle, your armor class is fifteen, but you're doing it at disadvantage because I have protection from good and evil. Up. Oh my, fantastic! Oh man, that was from last game. So the claw swipes and you duck under it very easily. Timora's grace saves you. Izzy, armor class thirteen. That will hit you. Damn it! Do you have shield or anything? Fuck. Yes, I can do that. I will do that. Great. Plus five bonus. It'll bring me up to eighteen. In which case, it will miss. So Yay. the claw lashes out. You throw up a transparent blue <laughs> glowing pointing, shield. Pointing with one hand, just throwing up with the other one. <laughs> throwing up. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> exactly. The claws rake against the shield itself, sending up arcane sparks, and then that's their turn completely wasted. Nick. So one is in physical combat with you, which gives me sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I'll do that. I will use my bonus action to take make a wisdom insight on the other one. That's versus their charisma. Um, Surprisingly good. Oh, yeah, I, d- I don't know why. No. <laughs> 17 to beat. Uh, that is a fail. Good. So I'll have that one advantage, but I will attack the other one, who's in combat, because I have sneak attack on them anyway. Correct. Um, yeah, just setting this up for future turns with any luck. Mm-hmm. Well played. I will roll a natural 20. <gasps> Yay! Wow, that's amazing. So that just doubles the dice, you say? Yes. Lamar. Including all sneak attack dice. Oh, it should it. 
So that is 10. That is 10. That is 10. 32 plus, plus 4. 36 damage. Whoa. You just... That's the one attacking Izzy. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. she just has a... So she just has a crossbow bolt go through her upper shoulder and pop out just above her collarbone. She kind of... <laughs> squeals in pain and whips around looking behind her and in front looking at Izzy back to Nick then back to Izzy then back to Nick that is then going to be Hurst's turn do we want to hold off attacking Green Maggie for a sec or should I wake her up with my damage and let's just pile in because she's asleep right yes so are we going to take out the other two and let her sleep or just like are we just using that sleep to skip a turn she's going to wake up next turn remember because of the ongoing damage do damage so I imagine Izzy's just like She's gonna wake up anyway, hear that? Considering that she's asleep. Yes. How's Green Maggie's dex saving throw? (laughs) (laughs) Automatically fails. Well, that's awfully convenient. Ooh, those are good numbers. 21 damage, lightning damage. So a bolt comes down from the storm raging above, strikes Green Maggie, and she explodes in a shower of ash and bits of rotting flesh. They say lightning never strikes the same place twice. Do you know what happens to a hag when it's strong? Fuck off. I was, you know, was going to give you inspiration, but now it's not. No, why? No. All right, Tom, if I apologize, will that make it better? Sure. You all get inspiration. Tom, I'm sorry Yay. for referencing the first X-Men's movie in your presence. I forgot about your rules. <laughs> One rule. One rule. Well, that's not true, is it, Tom? There's a rule. I have many rules. <laughs> Lots of rules. <laughs> Lots of rules. Okay. And he doesn't tell you the rules either. Top of the round, it is now Izzy's turn. Now that that's done. Yeah. The witch is dead. Which old witch? Green Maggie. <laughs> Such dicks. Get your head in the game. Did you just anti my joke? You know what? I'm going to try and blow up the... <laughs> the orc. God damn <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm going to target the hag that Nick's working on. Perfect. Now, when you say working on... I will. You know, which bolt's been working out perfect for Izzy. Which bolt it is? I will, however, take do it at a second level. Okay. So it's going to be 2d12. <laughs> which bolt? 23 to hit. That will definitely hit. Excellent. 15 points of damage. Oh, my. Okay, so which bolt shoots across and now encapsulates this sister. She, likewise, starts to writhe in pain. You notice the electricity sparking from the metal point of the crossbow bolt that's still popping out of her collarbone. That is going to be then Lyle's turn. I am. Alright, I'm going to use my bonus action first of all for spiritual weapon on the one that Izzy just hit. Okay. And that will be a 22. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Four points of damage. Not bad. Alright, and then I can focus fire on her, but I feel like it's a waste of a guiding bolt to do so. I will cast guiding bolt at first level on the other hag. Okay, sounds good. Which will be 24. That will definitely hit. Man, you guys are really doing well. Yeah, not wrong. 12 points of radiant damage. And Jez, you've got advantage on that shot if you want it. The other sister, already lurching forward, is struck with your divine radiant light. She howls in pain as smoke comes up from her bloated green skin. And then that is going to be Grandma Locke's turn. A crossbow bolt shoots out of the concealed... A crossbow bolt shoots out of the concealed um, bushes where sort of behind the hut and embeds itself in the in the middle of the of the head of the wounded hag removing the last 24 hit points and killing her instantly Jesus holy her, shit her sneak attack is formidable and she just sort of waves at you from the bushes there mm. the other hag of course is still very intact and is going to be going but only after Jez Jez your turn Jez is not hidden or is she because I know one no. hag saw her you are, you are not currently hidden 
That's you fine. do have an advantage on it. Yeah, yeah. So she will just go and again try to shoot, which is just trying to stay back a little bit with crossbow. Okay. So I'll take the 16 plus 6 to hit. 16 damage. 16. The your crossbow bolt just goes right through her upper thigh and almost almost knocks her off her feet. She squeals and rips around. That is then going to be her turn. So she is going to try to tear Lyle to pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, still rolling with disadvantage. With disadvantage though. That's good. That will still hit though. Ouch. And that is going to be... 16 damage as her claw rips into you. Her claw slices into you, cutting through your armor. She draws it back and licks your blood off one of her talons and grins at you wickedly. I grin back because she was three at one point. (laughs) Exactly. That's next turn. Do I have advantage on her? Probably not. Well, you do because you did inside on her, didn't you? I did. Yes, I don't think that gives me advantage. That just gives me sneak Sneak. attacks. Yeah, I'm afraid so. But you have sneak attack. Actually, you'd have it anyway because Lyle's engaged with it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I but, yeah. never know what was going to happen when no. I oh, Look, I'm pretty sure that will hit. That's a 14 plus 6, 20. Oh, yes. Through some old sneaky sneak damage away. Enjoy. Uh, that is 18 damage. Fantastic. And since these bolts are magical, this one will be rainbow and brightly colored as it strikes her. Okay. Mad- with like little colored feathers coming <laughs> off it. That's really great. So that bolt hits her. She's, she is looking very wounded now indeed. It, it embeds itself just under her sternum. That is then going to be Hurst's turn. Uh, I guess I just have to find a point near the final hag uh, where it's not going to also be within five feet of anyone who's currently attacking it because people get upset when they get hit. Even though Hurst is saving their lives. So is, is such a feat possible, Tom? To target her without targeting anybody else? Yeah, because it's, it's a five foot radius around the... Uh, yes, the so point. yeah, yeah, behind behind her. Yeah. She'll be in the radius, but not Lyle. Sorry, am I making a saving throw? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, okay. you're making a saving throw. Lyle is not. You're welcome. With, with advantage as per usual, because she is not entangled in webbing. Uh, she will make the saving throw. Cool. Okay, I believe she takes half damage. Tom, that may actually be the first time you've made a saving throw, like, ever. <laughs> in this campaign I just I tell you what I tell you what that's very true mm. <laughs> like like attack rolls are all good saving yeah. throws not so much no. uh, surprisingly also with many many creatures that I've used in this that mm. have got advantage on fucking magical saving throws 8 damage 8 damage Okay. 8 lightning damage so the lightning comes down she dodges she tries to do a, a bit of a barrel roll to get out of the way <laughs> but she still gets struck in the foot and her foot is almost caught ablaze with the, with the lightning she howls in pain and grabs her leg Izzy's turn Okay, I am maintaining Witch Bolt. I think yeah. Witch Bolt was actually on the other one that you just killed. Oh no, I cast this one at second level. So the second one oh. was on the other sister that was just killed by Grandma Locke. Grandma Locke. This is the oh. third the third and final uh, hag. Oh, okay. Um, then I'll do it again. Okay. It has worked out hey, so well. It for worked me. out pretty well, and no saving throw, so you're. Okay, rolling to hit. That is a 25. <laughs> Great. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a 14 points of damage. Oh my. She is real messed up. That lightning, the, first of all, the witch ball hits her. Once again, she is surrounded by lightning. The third hag to be surrounded by lightning today. Yes. Uh, coursing through her bloated green flesh. And then that is going to be Lyle's turn. First of all, let's make an attack with a bonus weapon. Do let's. Uh, fortunately, I'm a halfling, so I reroll that one. Though it doesn't really turn into anything good. Yeah, a 12 isn't going to hit. No. She is within proximity of me at the moment, so mm-hmm. I can make her just a regular attack. Which am I trying to do? 
Uh, let's see. Will a uh, 18 hit? Definitely. Excellent. So describe this. All right. She's licked the blood from her talons. Yes. And then has managed to, defying all um, <laughs> like physical appearances of the contrary, do some like wuxia level acrobatics. Yes. To be able to jump herself out of the way yes. of the lightning bolt. And then uh, as she uh, whips her head around in fury at uh, the gnome who has cast uh, witch bolt at her, she's going to feel a small prick underneath her <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, what I was that doing. is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing. For seven points of damage. Wow. Okay then. Fantastic. So the <laughs> under the arm, your blade slips up and uh, really hurts her. She sits there, you know, coughing up her own black blood, not doing very well at all. Grandma Lock uh, has disappeared from sight until she pops dramatically out of the bushes. Grandma Lock's crossbow bolt shoots across the clearing, enters the forehead of this of this hag, easily removing her last eight points of damage and kills her outright. Carrying Grandma. eight points of damage. She came in after the heavy lifting was done <laughs> yeah. and cleaned off. Mm-hmm. And she you, fucking kill steel. You yeah, will, she did kill steel. Mm-hmm. You will never stop hearing about it too. So ah. I'm the one who killed Green Maggie. The green, the green hags are defeated. Green Maggie is <laughs> defeated, and Grandma Lock just sort of waves at you from the bushes. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I bet you wouldn't. Don't have. worry, the children are safe. I took them out of the huts, and we were in a small cave nearby. Oh, that's good. Thanks, Gran. You're a lifesaver. Could you show us where they are? Come on, children. And then, like, she just like calls out and starts to walk. It's safe now, and just starts to walk through the bushes. And soon you hear the scrabbling of, of excited kids, and you can see your three urchins bursting out of the bushes excitedly, although <laughs> and with no no real amount of fear on their faces uh, at, the, at the present time. You can see not only your three street urchins, but you can all the troll skull gang but you can also see that Tabitha the well-to-do toddler uh, all four of them are in their uh, scroll uh, recycling delivery uniforms like those tabards that have yep. the little symbol <laughs> Tabitha although she doesn't go out delivering has received a little a little, She's uniform, in the group. A little in the uniform of her own Nat is kind of holding Tabitha like she has her picked up like a doll and is you know Tabitha's the one that looks a little bit creeped out by the area and so Hurst <laughs> is still maintaining the storm great no that's fine so yeah with rain pelting down upon you grandma like that. well this has been quite a day yeah I think uh, maybe it's time to head home we should go back and check on life he didn't look very happy at all everybody out okay you you all go ahead Is uh, I definitely do right. okay what? <laughs> everyone but Izzy starts to make their way through I know that look <laughs> Izzy are you planning on blowing up the hut <laughs> no Izzy please don't mind me <laughs> All right, yes. <laughs> That's all you had to say. With that, you, everyone except for Izzy makes their way through the little path leading through the thick, tangled swamp until eventually you come to the, the tree portal once more. And from there, you see what looks like moonlight through it. Izzy, what do you do? There's a little moment where Izzy kind of listens and goes, Okay, no voices. Excellent. That's just a hut. Cool. Fire in the hole! <laughs> Boom. So you're casting a fireball? Yes. Jeez. Okay, well, the hut, the hut fails at saving throws. <laughs> so that the hut explodes into, fa- into flame. The thatching goes up like kindling, and soon, pl- and while it, the flames reach high into the sky, I imagine then you make your retreat. <laughs> there's this moment where they're standing there, and there's, like, puffy hair just gets blown back by the... Fantastic. It's, it's just the hands on hips going... Mm. Cool. Day's work well done. With that, you rejoin your compatriot, your, your companions, and you burst out through the portal into the backyard. Rain pitter pattering down upon you. It is still dark. It is still a couple of hours before dawn, as you recall. And so the kids and Grandma Lock all sort of huddle together. Now you run along home, kids. You're, Wait, s- you're safe now. Who's injured? Yeah. Now I am. Uh, Sixteen points of damage worth. 
Okay, well, it's almost not worth using. Lars dying again. No, 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 because I have multiple healing spells, and 16 points of damage isn't worth using. Jesus fuck, what's my insurance plan covering here? (laughs) Is life uh, free from his restraints? You'll have to go into the house to see. Ah, okay, fair enough. You're still in the backyard, but before then, the the kids are going to make their way home. 11 points of damage. Thank you. Nat embraces Grandma Locke and and just signs to her, thank you for saving us, and then she turns to all of you and signs the same thing, and then Nat gives Jez a hug, and then gives Lyle an approving... You know, mm-hmm. comrade like, you know, clasp on the on, on the shoulder. Oh, okay. And then turns and runs away, grabbing Jenks and Squidly, uh, who are also very, very eager to get out of here and go home. They run through the rainy streets. Tabitha, the well to do toddler, uh, obviously is going to scamper home as well. So, you now sit in the backyard. I imagine after Lila's healed, you go in to check on life. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So, you walk in and you can see that the bar itself is now, actually, most importantly, the illusion around your house has completely gone. It's back to its full, restored, beautiful splendor, this strange effect. And also, Hurst. Yes. You feel very, very deeply as the portal closes mm. that this backyard, that this junction, this tree, this location is utterly purified. Whatever last piece of malignant, dark, unseely energy was still hanging around like a bad smell from Green Maggie being there, or is still existing, is gone. Green Maggie is gone, and so you know for a fact that this place is now entirely restored. It's beautiful. Well, that's probably not going to happen again. Wait. Good news. Wait. She's gone? She I mean, yeah, from here. Uh, wherever that... Where was that uh, hut? Like, it was obviously on another planet existent. You, yes. You you don't know, because it, it actually had trappings of both the Shadowfell and the Feywild. Yeah. If you didn't know any better, you think it could be a small, obscure realm that was either in the Feywild, but bordering on the Shadowfell, or vice versa. Okay. It is the Venn diagram of extra yeah. problems. Well, these are, don't forget, the Shadowfell and the Feywild are, are the two sort of closest opposing, opposing yeah. forces, and they also overlap a little bit with the material plane so occasionally they can slightly overlap in special regions. I mean I'm no a hag expert but killing it wherever we were probably is the best chance of making sure it's gone for good but you never know eh? And we don't. But at any rate this place is uh Good. We no longer have a creepy swamp annex in the back of the tavern? No. Good. Mm-hmm. I know, and provided a certain ambiance for some of our more swampy customers. I feel like it's increased the property value at least. Uh-oh. What's wrong? What? Izzy runs into the manor. Okay, so as you go into the manor, you see a couple of things. You see that life is now completely free of restraints and is just kind of sitting there, starting to tidy up, you know? So clearly there was a bit of a scuffle in here and he's, you know, just using telekinesis to correct chairs and to uh, sweep off some, you know, he's using telekinesis to uh, uh, sweep the floor with a broom floating around. He looks perfectly fine. As you walk in, he looks to you with great interest and then signs to you, is she dead? Yes, I sign. You sign yes, okay. Okay, he looks confused. Sort of touches his chest and then looks really, really sad and downtrodden. What's up, mate? What's wrong? He says, I thought that would be it, he signs. I thought I would move on when she was dead. Maybe there is more. With that, coincidentally, as you say that, from upstairs, you hear the sound of slow shuffling footsteps walking down. The stairs creak, and you can see a very, very old man with a long white beard and long white hair, scraggly and looking very, very confused. And he actually has Izzy's blanket from from Izzy's bed wrapped around his person. And he just kind of stumbles down and looks with frightened eyes. Uh, Izzy, Izzy runs over. He's, I didn't realize it had been so long. 
I was a child when I became the raven. It's been longer than I thought. He looks to life and says, I, now that I have words, I, I'm sorry, please, please forgive me. It was I that dropped the barrel on you. I, I, I killed you. He says to Life. Life just like looks at me with wide eyes and then signs, no, it was Green Maggie or one of her minions. He nods and says, yes, me. She bribed me with magical sweets. I, I, I knew they were wrong to eat, but I did. And once I did, I was in her thrall. I would do anything she asked. And so I did that. My, my little legs scampered up to the upper reaches of the cellar and I pushed a barrel of ale onto your head. I'm, I'm sorry, Life. Okay, he just sort of looks like down for a second, then just like takes a, a deep breath that he doesn't need, and then looks at him sternly and signs, You are forgiven. Ooh. Oh my god. There has been enough death and hatred. This place is done with negative emotions. The old man starts to cry. And then all of a sudden, life just looks to the left. Ooh. And then just looks really, really surprised. He's clearly staring at something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of gives a little smile. And life doesn't smile very often. The most he gives you is a little wry, sort of sarcastic eyebrow raise or some, or some such. And he turns and then he signs, There's a door. I think it's for me. Thank you. Oh. Well, um, so you're go- gonna leave then? Yes, he signs. It's time. Well, thank you for all you've done with us, for us um, at the tavern. And, you know, just being a, a nice... Um, person to have around um yep off you pop (laughs) (laughs) so life says life signs to you oh jez always so sentimental (laughs) i'm not sentimental you're sentimental (laughs) (laughs) it's off then you know it's customary to give two weeks notice (laughs) it's customary to give two weeks (laughs) did you sign that yes uh he smiles for the first time almost ever. He smiles openly and warmly and then goes to walk towards the wall, looking safe, at you all. Safe travels. Izzy says, safe travels. Might thank you and touch the symbol of Timora to pass on what uh, blessings I can to it. Okay, he looks around the bar, like one last lingering look and says, and then signs, it has been an honor to serve. And with that, he walks towards the wall, but, you know, sort of reaches out as though he's opening a door. You can't see it. You just sort of yeah. see that. And then all of a sudden, he's bathed in light, and then he's gone. <sighs> well, I'm not cleaning this up. Yeah. Grandma Locke has been watching all this in silence behind you, of course, and just sort of says, So did I imagine any of that? <laughs> yeah, you imagined all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you saw, Grandma. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Now we have to hire an actual bartender. I won't pay wages, this is the worst. <laughs> Stupid ghost. <laughs> Where does one procure ghost bartenders? Can we get another one? The old I, man. I, I, the old I, I, no, no, no. Are you in need of a job? As a matter of fact, I suppose I am. <laughs> good, let's start by cleaning up this mess and we'll talk about your wages later <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so he says what year do you think this is I I cannot remember there is much that is still hazy they probably paid a lot less back in his day let's just pretend the wages are the same as when you were a child <laughs> Nicholas Locke three swivel pence a week Swell. just remember that you can't fly anymore don't go you know jumping off windows and stuff Jez Locke. Hey, you guys are all jerks. Oh, the broom, which I suppose is now deanimated. <laughs> yep. Just pick it up and chuck it towards him. Get started. Enjoy oh. using those human arms again. Very good, oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's your name? I don't care. Your name is Brittick now. 
He says, Izzy, is there any chance that you can cast silence? The lock twins are forbidden for dealing with the employees. <laughs> Listen, the way so, that we deal with tense situations is humour. Yeah, so, and the way in which I do it is to remove you people from any business decision making. So, what's your name? My name was Jaren. I suppose it still is. No, it's Britic. I was quite clear on that point. Shut up. Grandma, Grandma Lock, can you please deal with your grandchildren? They're being very rude. They're being very rude. Just gave them a job of gainful employment. <laughs> she, she just chuckles and says, yes, good, good. And just wanders behind the bar. I can tend the bar. I can tend the bar. Uh, just step fine. Step away from the bar, Granny. I'll just clean up enough. some of this excess alcohol. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, right. so he says, if you don't mind, I would like to... Uh, uh, sleep somewhere for a while. On a on an actual bed. On a bed. We have a guest room that you can take full advantage of. Thank you. He bows and wanders upstairs. What do you do? Oh, Get no. the broomstick to Izzy. Okay. All while. Izzy tosses the broomstick back and actually <laughs> runs upstairs. Okay, you run upstairs. Where all the dolls of the children are. They are still there. They are still there. You'll, are they... you'll, you'll still need to remove curse spell or, okay. or a couple of hundred. <gasps> um, Okay, I thought that this room would be full of children when I got back. Probably lucky that didn't happen or they'd all be dead. I know, I know, right? Izzy? Yeah? You're going to remember that we have at least ten of these removed curse scrolls. I know! I thought the plan was we were going to do this sort of later and then once we'd sort of dealt with the vault and we had the money to set them up in an orphanage. Possibly. We do have an orphanage now. With the Castellantis. Uh, yeah, because Rainer Neverember has taken the Castellanta property and it opened it up. But I think we're also trying to keep a low profile, so possibly releasing 10,000 children out into the city might might draw attention to us. It, it's, it's not 10,000. It's it's around 300 or so. I would still argue that that might be noticed. This is true. Perhaps after we do the vault. I think one of them is a conscious decision. All right, here's what we can affect an escape. That's within the within the realm of possibility, provided, of course, that these actions have not gone unnoticed. So we can take the dolls out with us. Yeah. Make our way to the Castellanta's former estate. Mm-hmm. Give the dolls and the removed curse scrolls to Neverember between he and Volo and whatever other magical um, protections he can now afford. Yeah. They should be able to attend to the children without causing them any further delay. Okay. Counter idea. Leave a note to be delivered in the event of our untimely non-return for Neverember to come here and do the same. And that way it doesn't involve us in broad daylight carting around a bunch of dolls, but protects them all the same. I'd argue they're actually safer here without our presence than being carted to the city with our presence. It also puts Neverember and the existing children out of danger because we're not making contact with them while we're still in possession of the eye and the knowledge of the vault. Either way, we're going to have to affect an escape from this place. The dolls don't strike me as being that much of a challenge to move. No, you can put them all in a sack. That's that's not a problem. I mean, it doesn't feel very polite. Not, not, no, not, not to put too fine a point on it, yeah. the, doll, the dolls aren't like full child doll size. They're small, they're, they're like, small I mean, little wicked dolls little, that are yeah. about doll four yeah, inches that's what tall. I yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Izzy suggests putting all the children into the sack, I give her a side-eyes I... look that makes me very clear that I think you've been possessed by Green Maggie. First of all, they don't. <laughs> First of all, they don't. They've actually, they're actually in like. I didn't actually. I didn't actually specify how Izzy was storing them. I assume just all the shells where you found them. I imagine. Yeah. Well, you you, you you pulled them out of the ground. I did. That was it. So you would, yeah. have, you would have walked under the tree. Yeah. yeah. So you would have... I remember you saying you put them somewhere, but I can't remember it, where... We, we, we simply specified that Izzy left them in the, in their room. Yeah. I imagine in a box, maybe yeah. a chest. You know, yeah. that's that's fine. My concern is merely for their well-being. I don't think anyone or anything is safe to be around us right now. If we have them about our person and we're attacked on any kind of journey, they will suffer. That's it is true. safest to leave them here with instructions upon our non-return. 
side. The way in which we approached this tavern was under the auspices of Pass Without Trace. We'll make the exit the same way. Okay. Let's vote. All right. I'm in favour of dealing with the children by leaving them with radar along with enough reverse curse, reverse curse scrolls. Yeah. 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 Easy. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry for the podcast recording. Could maybe just. <laughs> so, that was Jez. Jez and... says I. So, Jez, Lyle, Izzy, and Hurst all want to do it beforehand. Nick is the outlier, but is outvoted. So, we shall say that you carefully place them all in a large burlap sack. <laughs> And then you, perhaps a waterproof one, since it is still raining out. Man, this, oh, does not, this, this does not make me feel better about this. <laughs> it is, but okay. Let me too, but like sex. It is dark. It is still a couple, once again, still a couple of hours before dawn. And of course, the, you know, the overcast night is making it uh, significantly darker as well. Sorry, without putting any further, without putting too much further delay on it, we still, we know how to get the scale of a good dragon. Zelophon can help us there. We have uh, a mithril hammer, courtesy of Embrick. Mm-hmm. We need sunlight to be able to strike the dragon scale. Now, my faint understanding is that such a thing can be affected magically. Mm. But my understanding is that it's very hard to do, it's very hard to do so. Hurst? Real quick, sorry. Where is the is nimble right right now? S- so Nim. Nim. Yeah. Nim is Nim is upstairs currently in the training room. Nim, Nim spends most mm. of uh, most of his time there. Crafting, isn't he? Hmm. Also, it's a second level spell for clerics and druids. I thought we removed the eye. Didn't. No. Okay. See, so if if we remove the eye, then Jalax will know. Yeah, yeah Jalax will okay. know, especially if it goes at like a weird angle. Yeah. All right. Then fair enough. So well, we just get a scroll of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Really, not that very hard to procure. Okay. Add again. There is six level spell. No, the, it's, sec- second it's second level. level. Um, no daylight. 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 Does daylight constitute the word? This is sunlight. Yes. Yeah. So daylight uh, counts for druids and clerics. It's second level. So you can get a scroll from the book one. From no. your uh, Dragonborn librarian could provide you very handily with a daylight scroll. Yes. Uh, daylight, I put daylight as third. As a druid? Oh, yes. I, 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 I apologize. It is All right. level. Yeah. Uh, here's my problem with that, and the reason why I looked at it last time and then went to Sunbeam. There's nothing in daylight that specifically says that this is sunlight. All it is is that it's light, whereas Sunbeam specifically says this is sunlight. I, I do understand that. Probably meta-wise because it's a fifth level adventure, it, it very particularly says that daylight counts right, for this purpose. Like, I, I mean, I, I would have thought the same thing, but the Stone of Galore alerts you to the fact that daylight is actually how cool. Dargold and Ember used to use it. And to be fair, it's something I quizzed it about, so... Can I just have a nap? <laughs> I just I, I just really want a nap. How many spell slots did you use? I used Shut one. Up. I used one. <laughs> I used four. I used one spell slot. <laughs> And I killed Green Maggie. First of all, how dare you? I helped with that. Yeah, but I killed yeah, her. Yeah, nobody wants to be Grandma Lock in this situation. <laughs> uh, Grandma Lock's already Grandma Locking it up enough for the rest of us. <laughs> I, it's, I want something to eat while I nap. Right. Also, I suppose it wasn't what you would call the best night of sleep on the uh, submarine. Not really. I was no. comfortable. Well, okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Right. So, Rishal is the dragonborn owner of the Bookworm's Treasure, as it as its full name is. Mm-hmm. And so, you make your way through the rainy streets. Of course, all the businesses are still closed. Ah, uh, yeah. We're... You can knock on the door. He won't mind. He. I don't think we need to go. Everyone to do that. Just I can disguise myself easily it. enough and just yeah, go. Do that. Okay. So Nick will pop up to the Bookworm's Treasure. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Disguised just as, as a... oh, I can't. I was going to say a commoner, but I just can't do it. Disguised <laughs> as a. 
Not on ostentatious. A mid-tier noble. <laughs> a mid-tier merchant. These oh. are the sacrifices I make. I mean, a merchant oh prince. Obviously quite well-to-do. I'm but very well-to-do. <laughs> you start getting better with it. I'm disguised as a noble who has disguised themselves as a mid-tier noble. Well, keep in mind, I do have the disguise kit on yes. underneath to make me look human, so that if anyone perceives through my hat of disguise, I still have physical that they can't perceive. Correct. Which is something we did. That may yes. sound paranoid and silly, but it's probably no. not. Smart. Yeah. You make your way through the rain-soaked and abandoned city streets and knock on the door of the bookworm's treasure. You can hear some shuffling inside and then the door slowly opens and you can see the short, plump, gold dragonborn owner with spectacles at the end of his long, scaly nose. He is dressed in a bedrobe and looks looks at you with confusion and says, Do you have any idea what time this is? Yes. I want open for business. Being a functioning, I was going to say human being, being a functioning individual in the city, I do know what time it is. However, this is an emergency. It's Nick Lock, by the way. If you can't recognize me from my appearance, you can at least recognize my imperious tone. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I did not uh, at first recognize you. Aha! That means it's working. Master Lock, how can I help you? We need a scroll of daylight. For your own safety. He he chuckles to himself and says, you you could just wait a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's quite a good joke. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But keep it secret. Keep it safe. Don't tell anyone. You might be in danger. I see. Well, in that case, and with that, he turns and comes back. And also, let me in. This is suspicious. <laughs> yeah, he, can, he lets you into the store, and he gives you a scroll of daylight. Yep. Yeah, okay. Actually, maybe just make it two, just in case we foul it up. Very well. He gives you two. I'll give him the appropriate amount of gold. Okay, fine. He says, I'll uh, pay him for it. No, not at all. Your service to the neighborhood is enough. No, well, thank you. But seriously, don't tell anyone you did this. I shall. Not, I shall not. I shall then make my way back. I will also. No, I'll also purchase a book, like a random book on, let's say, law, like a law book. Okay. To make it look like, you know, I'm here because I want I'm here at this ridiculous time trying to, you know, figure up some kind of tax law to dodge, you know, whatever. Fantastic. And I'll walk out carrying that rather obviously. Okay. It so occurs to me what you could do is like, hi, I'm Nick Locke, and then use your hat to disguise yourself as Nick Locke. Yeah, I know, but in case... Oh, oh my God! <laughs> in case someone is watching. Indeed. Uh, dodge that one. With Ooh, the- actually... I'll ask him if I can have a scale too, in case you shed recently. He says. That's awkward. He, he says. It's like asking scale? someone for their dandruff. Uh, or their dreadlocks um, or something. Certainly. I, Again, he meets the criteria. He, um, I don't have a backup. No, he, well, he, he picks up a, an, an external scale no. and Thank you. hands it to you. No dark magic, don't worry. Just need a dragon stro- scale, and you're noble enough to be a dragon, so. I, well, thank you. I wasn't thinking of dark magic until you mentioned it, but. <laughs> <laughs> now I am. I'm not Top tip <laughs> always think of the dark magic. I prefer not to, thank you very much. I wrote enough books uh, extolling the virtues of avoiding dark magic entirely. Best of luck in your endeavors. And now shall leave for that. Mysterious stranger. <laughs> as, you, as you turn and leave. Somebody get this man an Academy Award. <laughs> so with that, you go back out and soon you're back at Shoal Skull Manor. So. Also got one of these, just in case. Doesn't hurt to have a backup. Hmm. He's certainly a, goodly. Yes, but does he? Is he dragon enough? I figure, look, better to have it not need it than need it not have it. All right. Well, I thought we that. Were, Gonna uh, talk to the dragon. We are. Who did that still? Oh, yeah. That is absolutely yeah. our next point of visit. How, how much of a nap does Izzy need? Um, I'm not quite sure. So you should have a feat, I think, uh, on a short rest, you recover something like half slots or something like that. Arcane recovery? recovery? Yes. Yeah. That's great. Short rest. Yep. You can choose exten- expended spell slots to recover. The spell slots can have a combined level that is equal to or less than half your wizard level. So three? Three. So, so you could do one level three or three level ones or yep. one level one and one level two. Indeed. I will take out that one level three. Great. I'll recover that. So Izzy is going to rest for an hour? Yes. In the tavern, I imagine. Oh, they are going to fall asleep in a booth. Great. And <laughs> is, is everybody else going to go to Xelophon, or are we just sending a couple of people? I'd rather we all go as a group. You, re- you relax for a little while in the tavern. Counterpoint, yeah. I do think it is 
and this isn't just disagreeing you with you for the sake of disagreeing. Fun as that is. I do think that we're quite noticeable as a group, mm. and I think yeah. going as maybe just two is overall a better idea. It draws less attention. I have... I am good to go. I've used go. exactly one spell. So if, yeah. like... I'll stay here with Izzy. If someone... If myself and someone who is better at talking than Hurst... Oh, Izzy's going to be so upset if we go to Xelophon. Well, no, no. well, they're no. asleep, so they don't get a vote. Izzy gets to... Izzy, Izzy made a choice. Yeah. And they need to rest. I- I'm happy to stay here and deal with the fallout from this. Izzy's going to check a 10. I see no downside to this. <laughs> I also, I also had in-game, I've never met the dragon before. Um, I've never met them, wasn't here for that. Or you could have Izzy rest and then go and see the dragon before. I think there's merit in that. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about um, groups being like that, but again, the moment we leave, the idea is that we're not intending on coming back. Yeah, After that trace should hopefully cover us for the most part. Okay. Happy to go with that. So you, you wait for an hour in the tavern, you rest, you recuperate, mm-hmm. anybody that wants to, who needs to recover anything with the a short rest you drink you sit there and arm yourself mentally in preparation for what's about to happen and have breakfast yeah exactly have a very early breakfast and then you are soon making your way through these still dark and rainy city streets until eventually you all all five of you get down to the dock actually this is where Grindagarloth yes Mm Mist Shore, the location is called, where Grinda Garloth had her lab. And you can see, very close nearby, inside Grinda Garloth's shack, the shape of Zelophan, the dragon, sleeping. He is curled up mm. inside the home and still there, just waiting. So he's snoring very loudly. I, I assume you knock on the door or wake him gently. Yeah. So he is obviously, yeah, a resplendent uh, brass dragon. He about the size of a horse he's he's large so he un- unfurls himself and sits up and looks and says oh it's you how are you oh you're my favourite we're best friends <laughs> he says pointing at Izzy <gasps> what can I do for you so Grinda hasn't been back for the longest time I don't know where she is so I hope she's okay have you been okay oh I'll be fine yeah I still haven't found those drow though yeah um, that's kind of why we're here I think I know where they are but I can't get in there because that part's covered by the, by the ward the uh, drow they are... Uh, oh my goodness, you know them? You met them? Yes. Will you slay them? Well, uh, that's uh, the problem, is where, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, and... Um, Does anyone want to jump in? Their yeah, I think one of us master are. is pretty... They're actually watching us, because uh, we're going to go do something that they want, but we don't want them to have... Oh my goodness, are they watching us right now? The, uh, I, I don't mean... May, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably know if we were being followed. I mean, maybe. You, you, oh, I, I've already liked Would, would you, you like me to roll perception to yeah. You can. The other thing is worth pointing out. Pass that trace, plus two on stealth, needs magical means to see us, plus city secrets. And yeah, we're all disguised. Look, the odds are in your favour. Put it that way. Uh, That's a 24 in perception! Fantastic. You are very sure you're not being followed. Uh, They're not watching us now, but they, I think, want to. Okay. Where are you going? What are you doing? Oh. Yeah, we're going to have to. But. (laughs) Alright. Hurst, if you don't mind. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Xelophon. Yes? That's me. Yes, it is. Oh. The ward has perhaps been your biggest impediment. What we are trying to do, what we are trying to, what we're trying to prevent the drought from doing, is to take control of that ward that would then allow you, hopefully, to gain access to Waterdeep. No, but it doesn't make any sense because the the, the ward's controlled by the staff of Agron. That's in the possession of the city government. I think the Black Staff has it, or maybe the Open Lord. 
No, normally the open lord has it. I know because I wanted to meet her and ask her if I could maybe to come in because they can sometimes they let good dragons come in. Sometimes they do, but last one did. Zelfon, we're going to ask you for a favor. But okay. Before we do that, we're going to tell you a thing that you must keep secret, and hopefully it will continue to build upon the friendship that we've already worked with you. He grins widely and sits up like an excited puppy, and then does a, does the claw to, you know crosses his heart. Ooh. I promise I won't. I promise I won't say anything. I love secrets. The staff of Egeron is missing. <gasps> oh my god, no! <laughs> yeah, I love it! Why do all your dragons sound like this? Well, I love it! It's just a it's a choice. He's a teenager. I'm just doing a I'm just doing an excitable teenager. A chav dragon. A chav dragon. We yeah, but no, yeah, but no, but yeah. Oh. Wait. I heard that right. the, the staff was stolen by your mum, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty good. Uh, sorry, continue, Lyle. We know where the staff of Agaron is, and we mean to return it back to uh, its authority, the Black Staff. Where is it? It's probably best that we don't talk too much more about this in case anyone's listening in. Oh, okay. I understand. But in order for us to do that, we need something from you. Okay. We need one of your scales. We need the scales of a goodly dragon. I'm goodly. Indeed you are. I think. Is he the... Uh, what goodly acts have you performed? Uh, oh, Hurst no. shoves Nick back out through the door. <laughs> like, just hand on the chest and just pushes him out. <laughs> so, as Elephant says, Oh, uh, the other day I yelled at someone who was trying to take money away from somebody else. Mm. There you go. I said, no, no. Yes, who were, those, who were those two people? <laughs> I knew tax collectors, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a so starving <laughs> individual trying no. to get their money back off someone who robbed them? No, he's a, no, he's a rough-looking elf, and he was uh, pointed a knife at another man who he wanted to have the purse of, and I said no. And then I took that purse for myself. Very good, Zelophon. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, t- he peels off a scale, and he hands it to you. Alright, I pass that to Izzy. How big is this scale? I mean, it's quite big. It's about the size oh, of like a, a saucer? saucer. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you for this. Anything, my best friend? Thank you, best friend. <laughs> Small fist. Small fist, yeah. Fist Bam. bump. <laughs> Definitely gives you a little fist bump and, and does the splody. Yes! <laughs> we'll find you, Zelfon, once we get done with our business. Hopefully, you'll be able to join us within within the boundaries of Waterdeep. He nods enthusiastically and says, Okay, I'll wait here. Remember. Good luck with whatever you're doing. Thank you. Thank whatever you. your mysterious business is. Yes. Alright, so I've already cast Pass Without Trace. Yep. See you later, Zelophon! Bye! I think Pass Without Trace lasts for about an hour. I'm going to assume in the time that it's taken to travel, that's probably expended by now. The short rest would have done it, yes. Yeah, we did the short rest um, absent it because I dropped it before then. Oh, okay, so but you've cast it since after... When so we left the tavern to oh, get to here. No, 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 it hasn't been an hour at all. No Sweet. way. It's been like 15 minutes. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't take that long to walk from one end of the city to the other. It takes maybe 20 minutes at most. Plus also half that, so 10. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Excellent. All right, so that is still in effect. Everyone, we have what it is that we need. Do we head there now? Do we wait until nightfall? Well, technically it's dark now. But it's nearly dawn soon. That's true. I think we just do it. The longer we wait, the more chance we have of being discovered or something going wrong. Then if we're all in agreement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We make our way to the City of the Dead, specifically Lady uh, Neverember's Crypt. Yes, the Brandarth Crypt, and in, in particular, the resting place of Lady Aletha Brandarth, Raynar Neverember's mother. Do we need anything else before we go there? I don't really know what to expect. The bag of holding for all the loot we're going to steal? Hmm. Well, we had that, and then we had to give it back. Steal a bag of holding for all the loot we're going to steal? Yes. I feel like we're already doing one crime too many at this point. You can never have too you many nev- crime. Yeah. Nah. I think your whole frame of reference is wrong there, Lyle. The more crime, the better. It's not like 
everyone's just going to be able to get into the crypt. We can. We don't need a bag of holding because we're the only ones who can get in. Have we decided what we're going to do with the whole thing, by the way? Apart from, you know, the loot bit. I didn't think much beyond that. We take whatever it is that we feel is owed, which is not insignificant given the amount of effort and expense that we've uh, put forward. And personal uh-huh. risk. Indeed. And we take the staff of Aegaron back to the Black Staff. No, no, I'm keeping that one. I already called it. I want to be able to control the dragons. Oh, no. Wait, yeah. No. no, that's definitely Wait, not no, happening. Wait, no, hang on. The staff doesn't do that. You, that's not how this works. Oh, well, then who that's cares? That's not how Chuck any it. of that works. <laughs> no! Actually, amongst other things, it does allow you to control dragons. Tom, do what? Encourage him. Are you kidding? No, damn it. It allows you to speak to dragons and control them. Actually, um, yeah, I think you'll find it does allow you to speak and control dragons. I'm pretty sure Nick <laughs> would just lean down for a sec and I can just like no I'm not going to do my that my fist in your face alright um, me to hit him I want to make it yes. before you do that I want to make a quick vote that we remove the stone of galore from Nick because I feel like the other is feeding him way too much good information here okay. oh he was looking pointedly to at Tom <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry just to be fair you have investigated it all thoroughly Izzy would know that mm-hmm. uh, for sure but it, look it's, it's worth just deciding and, and talking about what you're going to do you know I mean we we're still going to contact Contact the drow and let them have their first pick, right? First pick means that we don't get first pick. So if we no, I mean we get first pick because we'll be in there first. But then we contact the drow first. So they think they're getting first pick. So we're proposing... Ah, I see your game, I think. So we're proposing to get in there first, affect um, the liberation of the staff and whatever else that we feel is worth it. Uh-huh. And then once that's done, we reveal that intelligence to our compan- to our allies uh-huh. and then let them have their first pick. For the benefit of the recording, you should be able to hear the quotes. <laughs> first pick of what's left. I never agreed to giving him first pick. I don't think any of us did. It was discussed, but never agreed upon. I said he could write a list. Mm. I mean, we could just not do it and then just let the dragon in. As much as I don't want to credit him with anything, I feel like we do have to provide something. Oh, for sure. For the for the drought company. Well, initially he wanted the credit for finding it, which I'm happy to give him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then those and then those goalposts shifted. Look, one dragon ride around the city each, then we give the staff back. My final offer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get two dragon rides and you get none. <laughs> Pause. This negotiation <laughs> is going poorly. <laughs> I think that, yeah, first part of that plan, good. We get in, we take what we want, and then we tell the drow, and the drow can come in and take what they want. We give the credit to Jarlaxle, mm-hmm. but the question still remains, what do we do with the staff? We'll give it back to the Sister Light or the Black Staff. The Black Staff. The Black Staff. Mm-hmm. I After think, we all personally, have... it belongs in the Black Staff's hands. I agree. Now that I know especially that it can compel dragons, I believe that it needs to be in a situation where somebody doesn't have uh, complete power over it. You know, the Black Staff still has you know, a chain of command above them as well and, you know, is responsible for the functioning of this city. So mm. while one can go mad with power within that paradigm, it's you know. still probably better that, you know, there's some expectations of them rather than Jalaxel who can just go off and do whatever he damn pleases with it. Yeah, you know, like we're watching Nick right now. And we don't even have the staff yet. He's already asking for dragon rides. One group dragon ride around the city. No dragon rides. No. And besides, if we get the black staff back, then we can petition them to let Zelophon in. I really don't want to be moving around the city with a staff-like object either. Yeah, I know. Can we get a bag of holding? How difficult is that? Who did we borrow the last one off? You don't have the time now. 
Mm. Shit. All so, right. yeah, it was from the draft from the previous adventure. Yeah. yeah. I can disguise it if I hold it. It's part, it becomes, <laughs> make it a spear, it falls under the hat of disguise. Uh, make it look like a bow. I could transform into a beast. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm holding kind of disappears. I don't uh, know how that uh, works with, like, spells that find items. It probably turns into a dragony version or whatever you... It wouldn't conceal it, but it would conceal it from sight and make it very hard to take off you in a pinch. No, I mean, like, you can't take my clothes off me when I turn into a yeah. wolf, even though I'm not wearing the clothes anymore. You could still be scried, yes, I'm sure you could. Yeah, but could it be scried even because it's not there? I suspect something of that power. Power, probably yes. I never asked where my clothes go when I turn into a beast. Best not to ask. <laughs> Jeremy thoughts. I Is would. He? I would think that I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe the clothes morph into like the coloring of the animal that you change into. I mean, it's very hard to see myself when I'm an animal. Does it look like that? Does it? Does it? <laughs> Does it Tom? <laughs> kind of. It can. What do you normally wear by way of colors? I mean, I'm a druid. Yeah. Brown, <laughs> green. With a so what have you transformed into? A bear. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Try to into a tiger, and I think we'll have our answer. And a gorilla. Carried and worn objects meld into your new form within, within reason. So if you have oh. a staff, yes, it'll move in, meld into your form. <clears throat> if you're carrying a gigantic barrel, no. I think that's in a good play. I agree. I'd say so. So that's the plan then. All right, then let's proceed without further delay. You make your way through the rain-soaked city streets, still a good hour or so before dawn. It is dark and it is quiet. The streets are largely abandoned. It is with no small amount of trepidation that you watch carefully over your shoulder, however, magically assisted in your stealth and Mm. quick movement, although you are. Soon you arrive outside the wall of the City of the Dead, and the huge stone walls that surround this district uh, loom up in front of you. You make your way quickly over the wall. It is an easy climb. There's many, many tangled vines and trees to assist you. And soon you make your way through the dreary, grim, but otherwise beautiful, huge, ward-sized graveyard that is the City of the Dead. Once again, you can see all the mausoleums, large statues depicting those that have passed, gravestones, hills, small parklands, groves, all the different races of the city choose to celebrate their dead in many ways. Some look very new, some look very, very old indeed. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.